threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Yeah. What are, we, what are we talking about today, Cam? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do it. We're talking about Stoonage. Stoonage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're excited. It's a weird thing. It, yeah, it really is a weird thing. Like, I don't feel like after all this research, I really have a clue what it is. It's a bunch of rocks. A bunch of people put some weird stuff together. And, that, yeah. And we, yeah. The research and, and did not come up with a lot. No. It, it like know? went back and forth so many yeah, times. Yeah. So, uh, I bet we clarify it a yeah, whole bunch. Pretty sure we're going to have a big scientific breakthrough today <laughs> on the podcast. Well, they ain't never thought about it that way. Well, these guys got something going on. <laughs> They're figuring yeah, it out. Yeah. You know what That's I mean? That's what we do. Yeah. We're excited, though. Yeah. Right? We are very excited. I want to tell you about something that can be very exciting. Okay. Look, there's a lot to go- that goes into preparing. Um, you got to think about food and water and power and protection. Don't forget self-reliant medical care. There ain't going to be an urgent care in all these scenarios. No. So Probably be need, a dentist office, though. <laughs> guaranteed. They're going to... Probably the ones that created yeah, that's the, the apocalypse. The only working, <laughs> functioning business anywhere is going to be a dentist office, yeah. yep. probably. But if you struggle with them as much as we do, yeah. the Prepper's Medical Handbook has dental Teeth information stuff. in it, too. Teefers. Yep. Uh-huh. How to make your own crown. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Can't do it. But listen... um, you got to take care of yourself and your yeah. family and your group. Have this. This is like a medical Bible. It's the Prepper's Medical Handbook written by William W. Ford. Medical scriptures. <laughs> scripture chase. <laughs> um, but Verse it, 7, chapter 5. <laughs> dental pain. W. Ford just says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's, it's a great book to um, give those that don't have a lot of medical knowledge, knowledge. And those that have medical knowledge, more knowledge. Yeah, man. It's a great book, and it's one that's always been part of my medical mm-hmm. library as well as my prepper library. Mm-hmm. So I think you guys should get one. You need to know how to take care of yourself, and this one hits all the basic stuff. Gets all the good stuff, yeah. right? So yeah. go get you one. Go to Amazon, or you can go to preppersmedicalhandbook.com. I don't know if it's still a website. Either way. But I bet so. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, so today, man, uh, we're excited. We got a mindless banner, 135. We're talking about Stonehenge. 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 I, uh, so for the longest time, thought uh, I always thought it was um, Stonehenge. Hedge. Now it's like so many hedges like over a there. Bu- a bush. <laughs> yeah. A bush of some sort. Sounds like that's weird. Stone hedge. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a don't that's have to trim it. No. It's always the same height and everything. It's yeah, nice. that's kind of nice. But yeah, Stonehenge, man. It's something that uh a lot of people don't know much about. Everybody knows what it looks like. I still don't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been researching for a week. we got a clue. <laughs> it's a, it's a weird freaking deal. Yeah, but uh, let's talk about what is Stonehenge. It's a prehistoric stone circle monument. Yeah. Uh, might, might be a cemetery. It's an archaeological site located in Salisbury Plain. Salisbury. Yeah, and like I can't think of anything other than Salisbury steak. <laughs> I mean, is that where that was? I don't made know. To? I assume. Yeah, I would think so. These stones were made to cut fine Salisbury gravy steak. steak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is Salisbury steak? It's I don't know. Steak with gravy on it. The right? Campbell's soup. That's Salisbury steak. That's I camp- still. Yeah, they have like little teeny hamburgers in it. <laughs> Do they? Because they're little circles. Yeah. But 
I don't even know if it's meat. Well, I it think just tastes like Play-Doh. The only time I've had Salisbury steak was when I was really young, and it was in like a TV dinner or something. What is Salisbury steak? I think it's like a it's like a hamburger type steak. It's just hamburger with gravy it's like on meatloaf, it. but it has but... gravy on it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Huh? It's like a meatloaf. Yeah, it's kind of like a. I don't know. It's good. Yeah, Sometimes. I'll eat it. I'll eat it. But it's got meat in it. Anyways, Salisbury Plain. This is uh, <laughs> eight miles north of Salisbury, Wiltshire, England. Wiltshire. Yeah. Stonehenge was built in six Wiltshire. stages. Uh, mm. Between 3000 and 1520 BCE. And that's like during the transition from the Neolithic period to the Bronze Age. So back in the day, it's been a long time, well, obviously. A long time. Thing, and it took them a long time to build it. As a prehistoric stone circle, it is unique because of its artificially shaped sarsen stones. This is blocks of Cenozoic silkrete. Um, yeah, anyways, um, arranged in a post and lintel formation. And because of the remote origin of its smaller blue stones, that's the igneous and other rocks from a hundred to 150 miles away in South Wales. So that is a little, there's odd. all the facts that you need. I know that's like pieces of it yeah. are from like way further away mm -hmm. than where I thought all of it came from. Much of the mystery surrounding Stonehenge is very similar to the mystery surrounding the pyramids. Yeah. Because we did a, an episode on the pyramids a, a while ago, and a yep. lot of it's kind of similar. It's like, how did they get these stones here? How did they build it? Why did they build it? All of those things. Same thing. We don't have a freaking clue. We don't have a clue. Nobody has it. And it's a in the ley line. It's a ley line. We're right talking in about the, some ley line. ley lines. That's right. The name of the monument probably derives from the Saxton Stanhengen, meaning stone hanging or gallows. Oh. So it's oh, kind of okay. like, yeah, you can kind of see. I wonder where hinge came from. Yeah. Um, the Stonehenge bluestones weigh between two and five tons each. Hmm. which is a lot of weight. Yeah. Uh, while the larger Sarsons weigh around 25 tons, <laughs> the largest one, the Heelstone, weighs 30 tons. Holy crap. That's like a lot. It's easy to move you around. You can't just pick it up with a couple of big dudes. <laughs> you know. Unless they're giants. <laughs> Unless they're giants. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. um, so many theories have been proposed as to how the giant stones were raised. But the most popular theory suggests they were moved into position using plant fiber ropes and wooden A-frame. That's standard way of moving standard, things. Yeah, you just get you build a wooden A-frame. Ace Hardware has some of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's how they think they did it, you know? I don't yeah. know. Another theory took inspiration from the Easter Island heads claiming the Stonehenge slabs were rocked from side to side with levers. They just moved back. They just walked them. Well, like kind of like sort of rock. I guess. Walk. Yeah. Yeah. Rock and walk. Walk. Rock and walking. Uh -oh. Yeah. Just walk a rocket. Hawk a rocket in it. That's right. Small pieces of wood were then placed underneath the lifted side until the rock was nearly upright. Mm. Sort of doesn't make a lot of sense, but it is. Now our boys only got ten miles to go. I mean, what else do they got to do? <laughs> I don't That's know. True. Further research on the stones has led archaeologists to believe some of the smaller stones came from the Preseli Hills in southwest Wales. Ah. So I, I mean, makes a lot. Are of the sense. smaller ones the blue stones or whatever? So there's there's, there's like a so whole bunch of different stones. I think people were just they were stoned. There was a lot stones. of stones everywhere. Yeah. There's like there's the outside circle. There's like an inside circle. There's an outer it, circle. It's almost like the the weird rock painting like trails that they make nowadays. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like they yeah. just keep bringing more stones in. Exactly. Yep. You know, while these stones weren't as heavy, they still weigh in at an impressive two to five tons. So still pretty, oh, pretty yeah. big. Mm -hmm. And those in the Priscilla Hills are over 150 miles away from That's the site. That's weird. Yeah. 
How the humans transported these stones remain one of the biggest mysteries about Stonehenge. That's the biggest mystery. It's like, how did they get these stupid things here, right? <clears throat> we'll tell you some theories on that, but these statistics are the most compelling evidence that lends the validity of various conspiracies around it. The UNESCO World Heritage Site at Stonehenge, it's humongous, covering 6,500 acres. Um, to put that in perspective, that's seven and a half times as big as New York's Central Park. It so does it, look really cool. The site it's all is like huge. super oh, flat. And yeah, it's really cool. I love it. Yeah. So the tallest. Steak. <laughs> just eats himself. I just need steak. to give me some, some TV dinner. Just watch the sun go up. <laughs> we'll talk about the sun that too. Go down. That's right. Um, the tallest standing stone of Stonehenge is 8.71 meters tall. That's 28 feet. Wow. That's large. It's tall. Um, but a bunch of it's underground. Oh, so okay. uh, you know what I mean? It's tip of the iceberg. That's right. <laughs> you don't know what's underneath. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? Large quantities of sarsen and bluestone waste material, as well as broken hammer stones, not yeah. hammer toes, <laughs> talking hammer stones, all right, have been found in the field to the north of Stonehenge where the stones were worked into shape. So they could kind of see where they were working. So leave your tools over there. Yeah. We're done. I want you to get all your dust over here at Stonehenge. Okay? Keep it outside. So they found the tools like a ways yeah. away, huh? Yeah, they found a lot of weird crap around this place. I mean, it's been thousands of years. You're going to find a bunch of weird crap everywhere, I would yeah. suppose. And there's like bones and like yeah. jewelry and yeah. weird stuff. Spirits and souls. And, <laughs> you know, stardust and, you know, you know same yeah. old stuff that all the are. Chinese stars. Like, <clears throat> Chinese stars. Kroll. The, <laughs> the warrior king. Yeah. Yeah. Sarsen and flint hammer stones in various sizes have been found at Stonehenge. The larger ones would have been used to roughly flake and chip the stone, and the smaller ones to finish and smooth the surfaces. So get it into shape and, and make it all smooth. Yeah. You know? <laughs> make it look good. Yeah. I like that. Um, to fit the upright stones with the horizontal lintels, mortise holes, and protruding tenons were created. K-cam. <laughs> tenons. Yeah. The, the lentils were slotted together using tongue and groove joints. These types of joints are usually only found in woodworking. I like how you put a picture in there. Yeah, like, Cam needs to understand. Cam, Cam likes pictures. I'm going to put a picture in there so you can see what it looks <laughs> no like. No one else can see them. Yeah. Oh, I get it. But, uh, I get that's, what you're talking about. That's how they made them stick. Oh, okay. right? That makes, yeah. They were smart. Smart giants, I tell you. Um, <laughs> to erect a stone, people dug a large hole with a sloping side, right? Mm. The back of the hole was lined with a row of wooden stakes. The stone was then moved into position and hauled upright using plant fiber ropes and probably a wooden A-frame like we talked about. Weights may have been used to help tip the stone upright. But it's like they drop it in this hole and the back of the hole was at an gotcha. angle. Gotcha. Right? That makes sense. Just like a picture there. Like, I know you like pictures. <laughs> Again, I'll put the picture that. there. Anyways. That's a good one. That's how they think they got those suckers up there. Man, that's a lot it of doesn't work. Explain that's a lot. on top. Uh, I mean, sorry to say. Yeah. But the pyramids look way cooler. <laughs> like <laughs> for all the work. Great job and all. Those were big stones. But the pyramids. Well, have you seen what the Egyptians did? <laughs> the Egyptians were doing some next level shit. <laughs> they're like, okay. Look what we got. And then they see the freaking pyramid. They're like, oh. The Egyptians come over and they're like, oh. Good work. <laughs> Good work. Look at these peasants. Uh, that's what the Egyptian sounds like. Yeah. Oh. Look at these peasants. <laughs> the peasants. Yeah, see what we build. They are moving We rocks. are Russian now, too. We are Russian. Uh, I don't. The I wonder what an Egyptian's what is an Egyptian? accent. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the mummy. What did they talk like in the mummy? Oh yeah, I remember? don't remember. 
I don't remember. They had to have been Egyptian. They don't know either. It's like, oh, <laughs> Nobody knows what the little. Egyptian. Nobody knows anything about any of those I know. things over it's there. Super weird. So, anyways, that's kind of the basics. It's like a meteorite with like a huge chunk of land just crashed yeah. on Earth. Now it's all smoothed out. <laughs> Looks real good. Fits right in because they used the tools. Yeah, they did. Um. So what? What? What were they what? made? What were? What? Like, why were they made? Like, what's yeah. the most common belief of? what they were um just trying to show off this is t- this is tricky because um different websites say different things <laughs> but i'd say probably the most commonly shared belief among scholars and casual preppers <laughs> like us doing podcasts about it <laughs> yeah is that there's strong archaeological evidence that the stonehenge was used as a burial site so they were burying people there burial site yeah, yeah. um because they found they were they unearthed like a lot of bones of like men they don't know if it was used as like an honorable place to be buried. Yeah. Or if like people died there working on it or or what it was. But yeah, they I, figure I it was kind of like a ceremonial site. I heard conflicting reports on that too. Like one thing I read said it was just mostly men, men's bones that were found. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Some said that it was men and women. <clears throat> Somebody's wrong. I don't know who. <laughs> yeah. So I, I saw both. Because they said if it was just men, it could have been like a warrior. It's a woman's femur bone. <laughs> yeah. Can't you tell? <laughs> it's looking at me in a way that's Looking like, at hips. Yeah. Why did you... <laughs> she got birthing hips. Yeah. But uh, no. So they thought if it was just men, it might be a place where they're just warriors yeah. were buried. Right? Yeah. It was It's like... I don't know. But they did. They found a lot of bones there. So they mm-hmm. figure this is like a really nice cemetery. Yeah. So... um. Yeah, like you were saying, um, but lots of very loose uh, cremated bone, mostly from adult males, 25 oh. to 40 years, was found at the Stone Ninja's site. Mm-hmm. Um, this implies that people are being selected for burial here. Yeah. So nearly 60 burials were excavated in the 20th century and perhaps 200 more in untouched areas of the monument. Wow. Maybe under the stones. I don't know. Yeah. So pretty cool. Um, in England, the stone was associated with ancestors. So mm-hmm. the dead and construction in timber should as, be associated with the living, whereas like stone kind of was representing dead. So that's interesting. So that's what because, they figure like because there's mm. there's like a a stone hinge looking place that is made out of wood, and they right. figured that was like more of like a living and life, whereas the stone hinge was more dead. It's funny because a couple of things that I read or listened to said, oh yeah, there used to be like wood frames around this that makes sense to me mm. kind of how it would yeah stand and then break down over time yeah you don't know nobody you don't know there's no slivers there's mm-hmm. no pieces of wood yeah burned down or something um the only other strong belief is that stonehenge is that it was a temple designated mm. to align with the changing positions of the sun and we'll talk a little more about that too that yeah. it aligned with stars and sun and when the sun came up in different times of year um, this could suggest that the ancient Britons held a kind of religious ceremony at Stonehenge, yep. perhaps during the summer and winter solstice. Yeah. But yeah, interesting. Um, Which is actually cool. It's crazy that they were able to figure that out. I know. We'll talk about that But more, sometimes but. when they talk about that too, I'm like, well, if you stand anywhere, it's at a certain yeah. angle, you're like, hey, the sun Eventually. touches the top of that rock. Yeah. It's like, well, if you stand over there. Well, I think because it it, oh, it coincides it with there's the solstices. It. it coincides with the yeah. like those specific days. Obviously, when, yeah, because at different yeah. times of year. But it you're lines right. Up. So you know you're like, well, yeah, stand at a certain angle. Everything's <laughs> gonna look a certain way. Yeah. Eventually. Well, the trees line up over there when I'm over on the east side. Yeah. I don't get it. The shadow. I don't know how they did that. I don't know how they did it either. And then also, um, 
it is in the ley lines, which is right. You know, a kind of. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, about that was an interesting uh, gurgle from your throat. Yeah, it was. I like that. You don't mention the sacred stuff no, of Stonehenge. No. Bubbles start coming out from inside. You got spirits coming out your belly. You know? <laughs> don't talk about Stonehenge. Oh my. Um, English blood starting to come out. <laughs> you don't talk about Stonehenge. <laughs> Kills you. You just sit. I love how they're Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they're kind of like the ley lines, and mm. we should do an episode We'd, on these. We really do need to. They're like the latitude, latitudinal and longitudinal lines. Don't no, give me that latitudinal. <laughs> latitudinal. <laughs> Lat- latitude. Um, they're not lines latitude. that we can actually see in the real world. It's just no. where like all these important, like the pyramids of Giza and mm. Stonehenge all line up, which is crazy. And they say there's like some sort of weird like power to these lines. Yeah. Or something. They're power lines. I know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I, if you if you've played Civilization Five, oh, ley lines come into play. Do they really? Yeah. Oh, cool. For sure. Stupid. If you're a nerd like me, <laughs> you know a little bit about ley. I lines. have enough nerd in me. To <laughs> yeah. Have. Um. But yeah. Anyway, so that's what they believe. Mostly yeah. that it was you know a burial site. Mm-hmm. Um. But also could have been used for like religious purposes purposes as a temple. Yeah. So. I think it's a burial site. I, 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 I don't, don't even know, honestly. I think it's just like a ceremonial site. Yeah. After everything, it's just like, I don't know. If One way or another, dead or alive. Dead or alive, you're dead, you're alive. It's pet cemetery oh, of yeah. the past. For, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you are going to go explore the area of the Salisbury Steak, um, <laughs> you might want to do it with some really top-end clothing. Yeah. And I would say Off the Grid Surplus is a great place to start there um, because their mission is to inspire greater connection through adventure. And what's a bigger adventure than than checking out some ley lines and some stone hinges. Seriously. And some dead... Do it in Britons. style. Do it in style because um, they inspire that greater connection through adventure by creating extremely functional and everyday wearable products for a great price to take you off the grid. And how do they do it? Well, let me tell you, they simplify your clothing options so that you only need one piece of clothing instead of three or four. You know, it takes it down. You got three or four? No, 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 I got one. <laughs> Doing it all. <laughs> yeah. And the way they do that is they combine the best features from outdoor, workwear, and tactical. And they put it all into one shirt or one <laughs> pair of pants or they put it all into they a pair do. of shorts. It is nice. They're Multiple sh- pockets, hidden pockets, oh my breathable material. All like all of like those <sighs> accessory things that you need in a place for your knife, a place for your mag, a place for your your ley line calculator. I don't know. You got you got places for everything. <laughs> um, and if you guys want to go check them out, go to offthegridsurplus.com and get an extra 15% off with our code casual preppers15. You can remember that because we're casual preppers and you're getting 15% off. Casual preppers15. Easy enough. Yeah, that's offthegridsurplus.com. Cameron. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Have like a collar stay that lines up with the ley line. <laughs> yeah. Ah. It's like the winter solstice. I know where I'm going. Like you look through a hole or something. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the theories, some of the conspiracies around it. Like how did these freaking things get here? Yeah. How did, it doesn't make any sense, but I got to tell you a little story. This is kind of the earliest, uh, uh, it's it's sort of like a it's just a story it's you know a, a fantasy I love stories I do too so it was a terrible time in Britain Cam the okay. Saxons they'd ravaged the land they killed three thousand nobles nobody was safe the new king Aurelius who was the future King Arthur's uncle was distressed by all of this obviously he wanted to build a monument on the Salisbury Stake Plain <laughs> which was the burial site of those who had been slain 
Yeah. So he brought together. So there you go. He brought together some royal architects, but they couldn't come up with any suitable ideas. These were crappy architects, apparently. Um, then someone suggested to the king that he consult Merlin. You know, you know Merlin. I right? know Merlin. Yeah, he was known throughout the land for his wisdom and his knowledge of the mechanical arts. So the king sent him and uh, sent for him and explained what he wanted. Merlin scratched his head and he had to think, and he said, "Yes, I know just the thing." In Ireland, on top of Mount Kilaris, um, there's a monument that would be perfect. It's called Giant's Dance, and it's a circle formed of huge stones, which was built by a giant who lived there long ago. Huh. So basically, it was Stonehenge that was already built. He's like, we'll just take that, bring it over here. <laughs> so they yeah. didn't put it in place. He's just like, yeah, get the big guys, carry it down to here. Carry it down. So and he said he came from Africa and he brought the boulders with him from Africa. He said, these are very special stones. They have healing powers. The priests in Ireland wash these stones and collect the water as it runs off. The water takes on the healing virtue of the stones and they pour it into tubs. And you take a, a health bath. <laughs> it's just like the cold plunge of today. Okay? Yeah, I like Everybody's that. doing it. Everybody's doing it. The stones also possess a kind of magic that will preserve the memory of our dead. So that this is a monument. It'll preserve the memory of the dead. Cemetery. I'd move it down there. Uh, why wouldn't you? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So, um, and if this monument is set up here in Britain, it will last forever. And it pretty much has, right? The king agreed that it did indeed sound like a fitting monument. But Merlin warned that the stones were pretty big. So he's going to need some strong boys. <laughs> like maybe the Cub Scout <laughs> or something. Boys, they're real strong. Give me, give me them boys with the big arms. The big, good looking boys. Big chests. <laughs> maybe they don't wear shirts. Big old Thick thighs. <laughs> Bring those boys What down. does Merlin have under his robe? <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I'm like seeing. Just, <laughs> my staff. Huh? Get it to move. It is my magical staff. We will move some hard rocks. If all the boys hold on to it, the souls will lift. <laughs> Everybody put a hand on my staff. <laughs> We're going to move some stone. Um, yeah, so anyways, Merlin wanted to... The king's like, I don't know this. Merlin, you weirdo. Give Merlin some boys. Um, so he sent an army of 15,000 men. Holy crap. <laughs> Is that enough? That would have been, been a great time to attack the kingdom. <laughs> All exactly. from removing stones. Merlin's taking a bunch of boys up to move rocks. Um, anyways, <laughs> they, they went Where's to your army today? Ah, well. I don't know. Merlin's got them playing with the staff. <laughs> Merlin, Merlin ended up robing his staff up there in the mountains with all the boys. <laughs> um, so they get up there. The stones were a lot larger than the soldiers had been expecting. Right? This is a lot bigger than you, you were saying. kidding, Merlin. <laughs> this, is a, this is a big deal. But they were all strong young men, so if anyone could move the stones, they could. Merlin smiled at them. Of course he did. That little pervert um <laughs> then told them to go ahead and move the stones by whatever means they could just get it done That's, that sounds like merlin doesn't it, it? Does. really hell that's a good that merlin. Was a first shot at it too it came out just right <laughs> get it done so i can't even do it that's good get it done um <laughs> the men used ropes levers pulleys and lots oh, hard <laughs> sweat boys <laughs> Sweat. Your muscles are rippling like the mountains of Ireland. Um, yeah, they used ropes, levers, pulleys, lots of brute strength, but not a stone budged. Dang it. They're like, this ain't working. They were all exhausted. They were out of ideas. They gave up, sat on the ground. 15,000 men couldn't move these rocks. Merlin walked into the center of the stone circle, paced around, muttering to himself. Who knows what he was saying? <laughs> then he rearranged all the ropes, pulled on some pulleys and levers and... He said, hey, you try again, boys. <laughs> um, to their amazement, 
That name is so fit, or that voice is so fitting. Yeah. To their amazement, this time they easily dislodged <laughs> senile wizard. <laughs> That's what I hear. Yeah, perverted senile oh. wizard. They easily dislodged the stones and moved them to the ship. <clears throat> when they reached Britain, they used Merlin's same techniques to transport the stones to the Salisbury Stake Plain. They arranged them there just like they had been in Ireland. Stonehenge was the result. It was a fitting memorial to the dead and a reminder that while you can do a lot with brute strength, it takes brains to move a monument. Okay? Um, That's a great voice. Other versions of the story see that Merlin actually recruited some giants to move the stones. Yeah. Right? Some big old giants. And then another one, he used magic. Of course, he's Merlin. And then another one, he invoked the devil for help. Yeah. Three different versions of this story. Well... I actually have something on the devil. Oh, good. I so, like that. Um, the devil built it. That's it. <laughs> okay. So Great. the legend, um, another story involves the devil as the constructor of Stonehenge. Oh. He wanted to use some stones owned by an elderly Irish woman. The devil did? Yeah. So he disguised himself as a common man uh-huh. and made an offer to her. In exchange for the rocks, he agreed to pay her as many gold coins as she could count before he finished the placement of the rocks. Go on, get count. Get count, lady. She thought it could be a, f- a fair challenge, so she agreed. However, the devil instantly moves the stones. Oh, freaking bow. He always has a trick up Thanks to his supernatural power mm-hmm. and did not pay the woman. Guess what? You ain't nothing. <laughs> I lost my fiddle in Georgia, but I Seems ain't losing... Seems like a lot to do for just to bamboozle some old woman. I ain't losing my money here. <laughs> yeah. That's Upon arriving in England, the like. devil said that he was sure nobody could guess the number of the rocks of Stonehenge. Oh. A clever friar guessed correctly, and the devil threw a stone at him, hitting <laughs> the friar on the heel. All right. Thus the origin of the heel stone. So there's a heel stone, right? So yeah. That's another little story to go along with it. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's a good one. I like Other that, real actually. basic <clears throat> things um, that I just kind of threw in here, because mm-hmm. I didn't find a lot on it, but yeah. the British government did it. A lot of people, oh. um, the crux of this claim is that Stonehenge isn't as ancient, isn't an ancient structure at all, but it was in fact built in 1954 what? or 1898, according to some, by the government as either a space portal or some kind of new age cult. How on earth? Nobody noticed it until then. But don't we have records in like yeah, the 1700s? that's why I was like, oh, weird. I tried to find more on that just because I thought it was funny. The, yeah. The governments are always behind these things. Well, they really are, yeah. New but World Order, maybe. They were like, oh, sometime 1954, maybe 1898. The government <laughs> built this. Yeah, we got a 50-year. They were trying to bring in some aliens. 50-year window, maybe. So it's still standing huh. today. Wow, that, I like that one, actually. Yeah. I would like to explore that more. I tried to find more. There wasn't yeah. much more. It's probably one guy's opinion. I know. Got onto Reddit, and that's where I found Talking it. about one guy's opinion, um, there's a Welsh scientist, not Welch's, not like the grape <laughs> juice. Yeah. This is Welsh. Uh, he's a scientist. He's called previous theories surrounding Stonehenge mythology. He He's called them mythology. Obviously, when we talk about Merlin. Well, yeah. Merlin and his gay monks or whatever. <laughs> Um, but he's His saying confused young strapling boys. <laughs> I know the Boy Scouts. That's where the Boy Scouts were started. Um, poor Boy Scouts. They've been through a lot. They've been. They have really um, been through a lot. But uh, he's literally, the, he's the first Scout leader. He's, yeah, Merlin. Um, Y'all get a badge. <laughs> You're getting your merit badge now. <laughs> The stone movers. Next week we'll do basket weaving. <laughs> um, the staff holders. <laughs> the st- Troop one hundred and five. The staff holders of Merlin. <laughs> Man, that um, voice is so good. 
Uh, yeah. So he's called he's called all the previous theories. Like this is all, this is all mythology. This is all crap. This is stupid. I don't believe any of it. Yeah. Um. But his claim was that the stones were the realist. Huh? Yeah. The stones were removed five hundred thousand years ago by a glacier. It happens he, all the time. Happens all the time. Those glaciers. They push just stuff drop off a bunch of stones <laughs> in a perfect circle. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good band. <laughs> it really is a good band. Um, Brian John. That's his name. Brian John. <laughs> all right. Simple double yeah, first name. Double first namers. We love those. Believes he has solved the mystery of how massive bluestones moved 140 miles west to the south of England from a quarry in Wales, where they were believed to have originated. A popular theory is that humans carried and dragged the stones 5,000 years ago, but has never been discovered how Stone Age people achieved such a feat. According to John, the evidence supports a scenario in which the blue stones were carried to the site by a glacier 500,000 years ago. Long, long time ago. It would, it would answer the question. Can't prove me wrong. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> Show me video footage? Yeah, 500,000. Can't tell, can't tell me it didn't happen. Brian John ain't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Brian John out. Yeah. Brian John is Prove finished. me wrong. Yeah. Um, his theory would also answer the question of to why the ancient builder of Stonehenge believed the stones to have such a spiritual significance and that they were worth the effort of all that transport. So obviously, if they were bringing them 150 miles, there was something special about the stones, right? But he's like, no, 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 no. There was nothing special. They were just there. Yeah. They just the glacier on top dropped of glacier them off, the <laughs> just like a kid at the mall in the eighties. Yeah. The mama dropped them off. Right glacier there. be here about now. Yeah, all right. Drop my stones off. <laughs> Waiting for these stones for a while. <laughs> Glacier's not on time. It's anyway. Like it's, I love the glacier. The glacier theory comes. Glacier, glacier comes <laughs> That's out of all Asian glacier. <laughs> a glacier's big. <laughs> Asian glacier. Um. It's just like, it's always like, well, I don't know, probably Glacier pushed I know. it there. And always like, like avalanche. Maybe middle of, avalanche. Middle of the desert, Glacier yeah. pushed it there. Maybe Avalanche brought the stones big to Glacier uh, pushed the yeah. bomb over that animal. Maybe you think that the uh, Glacier <laughs> maybe made uh, Salisbury Steak Land. Maybe those place. Uh, hikers die by Glacier and <laughs> crush them. Glacier cut off tongues. I don't know. Take off shirts. We don't know. It's cold as weird. The love passive. Very weird place with glaciers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a good it's a good theory. Yeah, All the time. You can always fall back on yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, sure. So um a lot of people believe that it's a celestial observatory. Oh. It seemed that if you took all the precision survey data and mm -hmm. um about the locations of stones and yeah. filled in holes on the Stonehenge site and put them into a computer, then all sorts of wonderful things begin to emerge. Like it's all of that is actually helping you understand celestial mm. um, things in astronomy. Stars. So, and yep, it's all it's all there for that reason. So it appears that mm. the original builders of the 2600 BC, in 2600 mm. BC were sophisticated astronomers mm -hmm. whose Neolithic observatory on Salisbury State Plains mm -hmm. could be used not only to find the sunrise point on Midsummer's Day, but also for making calendars and predicting the next oh. eclipse and all manner of other things too, like the apocalypse, probably. That's pretty cool, and though. Like yeah. It's like, I mean, again. I do like <clears throat> how the stars were used a lot more yeah. in building. It's mm -hmm. like, well, let's line it all up. It's all the same up there. Can't even see the stars anymore. No. But no, it's, it's really cool how similar. The satellites would real, really <laughs> screw with their minds. <laughs> I know. 
It's really cool how similar like this and in, in the pyramids are in the building. And, yeah, and the, all it the, was taken in. Yeah. yeah, they took that in to like design how it was facing and shaped. And stuff. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, recent findings have developed the argument that Stonehenge before falling into ruin had alignments embedded in its architecture. An alignment consists of a marker, usually a stone, such that if looked upon by someone standing at the right place, such as the Stonehenge's center, yeah. on the right day, such as the first day of summer, mm -hmm. he or she would see either the sun or the moon either rise or set directly over the marker. Yeah. In this case, a sunrise. That just seems like... A lot of work. And the precision would be tough, right? Yeah. If you got yeah. these kind of random stones, yeah. I mean, even if like... It had to have been like a plate that had like yeah. footprints and you got to stand right you stand here. right here. Hold on to my staff. <laughs> <laughs> now you see it, don't you? <laughs> they got a, now you see they got a replica of his staff right there. <laughs> Merlin. <laughs> Merlin's staff. Oh, his, like, his robe back. <laughs> his robe's up. Yeah. I see it. Look into my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> crazy <laughs> oh man but yeah, I, was yeah. Like, I mean that's just very specific sure yeah and they're it like was. it was probably that way we don't know mm -hmm. but the suggestion that alignments once existed um, at Stonehenge triggered a fierce backlash from archaeological community and it damned it it's not <laughs> this is not right yeah um, however over the years archaeology Archaeologists, archaeologists. And, oh man, that was stuck in the tongue. Yeah, and astronomers have built many bridges over Stonehenge. Hopefully, oh, the Stonehenge Observatory in the next step in the quest for common ground. Okay, unless modern druids mm -hmm. come and sacrifice you. Yeah, they still do. And like I'll talk some... a little about the druids. Okay. They're weird. Like, <clears throat> yeah, like back in the day, they're different from modern day druids. Okay, the druids now are kind of like hippies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have offended somebody. Oh, I, yeah. I might have Never listen to this podcast again. <laughs> yeah. That was a druid, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not exactly Let's get it. our staffs and leave. <laughs> I'm taking my staff home. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this podcast is offensive. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Many believe it might have been a place of healing. The It's like a modern-day urgent care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, archaeologist Jeffrey Wainwright and Timothy Darville uh, say the content of graves scattered around the monument and the ancient chipping... It didn't work out very well. <laughs> yeah, of its rocks <laughs> to produce... All these patients died <laughs> around it. <clears throat> ancient chipping of his rocks to produce amulets indicated that oh, Stonehenge man. was the primeval... Here we go. ...equivalent <laughs> of Lourdes, the oh. French shrine venerated for its supposed ability to cure the sick. Gotcha. So they were just making amulets out of them rocks left and right. There you go. I'll yeah. cure your blindness. What? <laughs> What's wrong? You got the gout? Here's an amulet. Chip a little piece off naked. <laughs> put that on. Go touch his staff and put it on your put neck. Put it in your tea. Drink it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You got to swizzle that tea with a Merlin staff. <laughs> It'll kill you. Come your back bad and touch his staff. You'll be good. Yeah. Um, an unusual number of skeletons recovered from the area showed signs of serious disease or injury. Analysis of their teeth. I mean, everybody who's died <laughs> would probably have disease or injury. I haven't looked into that. Like, how can you tell? It's like, he had syphilis. Well, syphilis maybe. But, <laughs> yeah, maybe. but like some of yeah. them, it's like, yeah, he had a real bad case of bladder infections. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he had the, the See how the femur's got a curve on it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, obviously they died. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The so worst urgent care in history. Something was wrong with all these people, obviously, if they died. Analysis of their, oh, it's their teeth. Showed about half were from outside the Stonehenge area. Yeah. 
Again, the dentists think they know everything. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you right now, you need a crown. He ain't from the South River Steak area. <laughs> tell you that right now. I would have done a different work. These cavities killed him for sure. <laughs> That's why everybody needs to get the cavities filled. Yeah, come, come make an appointment. <laughs> Unless you want to end up like this skeleton. I got a car to hit, taped up underneath your seat. <laughs> for coming into the... You get a free toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Free toothbrush for you. Free toothbrush for you. <laughs> Don't end up like the Salisbury skeletons. <laughs> get your teeth worked on. Sure, the bones are all deformed because yeah. the tooth didn't get fixed. Uh, people were in a state of distress. If I can put it as politely as that, when they came to the Stonehenge Monument, Darvel told journalists assembled at London Society of Antiquaries. Antiquaries. Uh, he pointed out that experts near Stonehenge have found two skulls that showed evidence of primitive surgery. Some of just a few known cases of operations in the prehistoric Britain. So they were operating on people's heads. Their skulls. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't well, know. We don't do that in urgent care. <laughs> Not usually. No. But uh, that's kind of bad. craniotomy. Can today. you imagine what they would have, I mean, like a stone scalpel? Yeah, or, like, <laughs> just tap it on in. Oh, close his that help your headache? Oh. Yes, He's dead. <laughs> Bring in the next one. We'll try the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just go did. from back to front, up front to back. <laughs> yeah, I'll hit a little bit harder on the first hit. <laughs> See if that helps. Um. Anyways, consult so the druids. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Merlin? Always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Even today, that's pretty serious end of medicine. He said. Also found near Stonehenge was the body of a man. Uh, known as the Amsbury Archer, mm. who had a damaged skull and a badly hurt <laughs> knee. <laughs> took, a, took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> and died around this, the time the stones were being installed. Analysis of the archer's bones showed that he was from the Alps. I don't know how they knew he was an archer. Was he holding a bow? <laughs> did he have an arrow in his mouth? I think I have seen how they determined they were archers, the thickness of their forearms. Gosh, mm-hmm. dang. Look at that thick <laughs> Like form. the bone thickness because really? of the, the pressure sure. constantly from shooting. I don't know. <laughs> Merlin thinks I he's an archer. I bet my arm's huge. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Look at the bone on that forearm. Look at the forearm on that arm. <laughs> Look at the cavities in that guy's mouth. <laughs> According to a weird water healer dude that I found on the internet... <laughs> I found this guy. I couldn't find what his name was, but he had a website with lots of stuff on it. Um, <laughs> it's got to be I legit. I couldn't find his name anywhere. <laughs> we hopefully, uh, you're using like surf charts. <laughs> there was a pop up that kept saying, gonna You are text you today and be like, Our savings has been cleaned out. <laughs> the water healer said, There was a lot of weird pop ups. Let's just say that. <laughs> Click this to be healed of all sicknesses. (laughs) (laughs) Click here to see Merlin's staff. (laughs) Wait a minute. It shows Merlin with his eyes going like this. (laughs) You know, thumbnail. (laughs) Yes, thumbnail, yeah. Anyways, this weird water healer dude, um, he said there was a spring at Stonehenge that had a type of water pure and divine in its energy field. Oh. It's beneficial to our health and our well-being. I was thinking of another spring. <laughs> yes, you were. Just bounce on all yeah, Not that kind. No, no. A water spring. Okay. Our ancient ancestors recognized its harmonic energy emissions and cited stone circles, pyramids, holy temples. Around and it. constructs above it. No doubt harness that energy. Okay. This guy was all about that. It's like build around the really yeah. like special spring. Yeah, he said there was two types of springs. There was a yin and yang. <clears throat> or a yin, yeah, yin and yang. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yin aquifers, it might have been Yang aquifers. Now I'm I'm confused. I can't remember. Yeah. But they produce a gigantic spiral pattern called a geospiral. Ooh. Some geospirals emanate over vast distances, while others smaller and more contained. Ancient architects worldwide understood that no matter how deep the Yin water is, it will constantly emit a harmonic healing field beneficial to all life forms. So he said at the at the near center of Stonehenge once stood the altar stone, which bejeweled the site, catching the sun and moonlight in its beautiful green-colored sandstone, was flexed with garments and mica and was a sight to behold. <laughs> Standing around 16 feet tall. This is on that website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is all in quotations. The first, standing around 16 feet tall, this attractive stone was as smooth as velvet to touch. The first time I touched the altar stone, a zap of energy like an electric shock traveled up my arm. So I don't know if this guy feels like he went back in time to touch the altar stone or if there is some sort of an altar stone still there. I'm going to need to take a look at this website. Yeah, I will have to go find it again for you. (laughs) Um, Make no mistake, this type of underground water is alchemic. In ancient times, it was recognized that if you place, say, a normal cup of spring water or river water above a geospiral, the water would be transformed into holy water, sacred and imbued with the living life force of Mother Earth. Dang. Likewise, the night's... I drink that. Yeah, I'm thirsty. Real bad. Real thirsty. Likewise, the Knights Templar and medieval masons created stoops and set fonts above the sacred earth pattern to transform the properties of water for their mic magical religious rituals. I mean, I think we saw this in the last crusade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? True. This is what I, I'm envisioning. Is I will say, like, this is this is off topic a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but from research that we've done for this podcast, mm-hmm. I get some real weird ads from Google. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like amulets and, yeah. like, weird robes. I guarantee and, like... the FBI is watching us closely. <laughs> What is this? What is Naked this? woman. I was from the podcast of research. We were looking at amulets. It came up. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. For the podcast. Yep. But it, yeah, it does. It brings up some weird, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like hippie stuff yeah. a lot. That must be some awesome water. That is some awesome water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, um, this is a little less exciting. Okay. But maybe it's exciting for some people. Some people love this kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So... Stonehenge's construction may have been about more than just uh, primival barbecue cookouts. Mm-hmm. Some believe the British megaliths mm-hmm. were erected to celebrate peace and unity. Yep. During the monument's period of intense building between 3000 BC and 2500 BC, the culture of the British Isle was increasingly unified, yep. a fact exemplified by more uniform pottery styles mm. taking hold throughout the region. That's pretty funny that that's People how People are all it. coming together and building Same stuff together. <laughs> exactly. Everybody's sharing Tupperware. You see how his power come to come to the top? and this, that's, got lines around it. They they've been mixing. They've been mixing. They were hugging, kissing. <laughs> yeah. The massive endeavor would have taken thousands of laborers mm-hmm. and employed stones from far-flung whales. Working on such a big That's a collect- place. We're not talking about a whale yeah. in a water. Four-flung. Yeah. Um, big collaborative project would have been unified exercises on its own. Yeah. So Stonehenge was built from like the unified different tribes and groups all coming together and sure. doing something together. They're like, hey, let's lift stones together. <laughs> let's 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 build something together. We're buddies. Let's yeah. move heavy stuff. So it's, it's like a it's team like gym, building gym exercise. buddies. Yeah, exactly. Like these days. So right? as much as everyone loves those team building exercises, yeah. they've been doing it. Since 2500 BC. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, 
Some reachers believe, some researchers believe. Reachers. Reachers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. What's the, um, what's the series? Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is the result of world's first team building exercise, which mm-hmm. unified the people of ancient Britain. According to researchers- it's like hands across America? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Is that what it is? It is not so much a temple, it is a monument, and it seems the big theme is unification. Mm-hmm. Stonehenge gets visited at certain points, people build and then go away. Kind of like the little people collecting rocks and bringing more in. Yep. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, they just would come help out. And mm-hmm. this is showing that it was a unified family. Yeah. It's something that um, Glastonbury Festival and a motorway building scheme at the time, uh, mm-hmm. at the same time, it's not all fun. There's work too. Of people course. got to put stuff into this. Yeah. And a lot, and they found too, like, um, I, I think I have something later on that, that, there's like feasts and stuff because they found like bowls and like yeah. it's like people left all their you know <clears throat> Tupperware and spoons their around trash. after the, yeah, like exactly. their KFC bucket they buried it. <laughs> and their sports <laughs> yeah they left exactly it there in happened. the weeds <laughs> I'm working over here and then <laughs> yeah. burying their trash and then they went back exactly so uh, according to the University College of London's Pearson the beginning of the site's construction coincides with the time of increased unity among the Neolithic people of Britain yeah. People inspired by the natural flow of the landscape, which seems to connect summer solstice sunrise and winter solstice sunset. Okay. These ancient people may have been banded together to build the monument. Okay. He suggests. Stonehenge itself was a massive undertaking. Of course. Requiring the labor of thousands to move stones as far away as West Wales, shaping them and erecting them. Gosh dang, they erected them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He said in a statement, just the work itself requiring everything literally to pull together would have been an act of unification. That's no The doubt. only way is just all these people working together. Yeah. The thing is, at that time, the population, you know, there was 4,000 people. Like, (laughs) you know, said as many as 4,000 people may have gathered at the site when at that time there's probably only about 10,000 people in the area. So like 40% of everybody was there. So they figured they're just, yeah, there was such a small amount of people Mm -hmm. that the only way it would work is for multiple groups to work together. That makes sense. So that's what it was. It wasn't anything special or temple. It was just more of like, hey, I want to contribute to show we are unified and I love you. It's like building a, a city park or yeah, something, exactly. right? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, it's a community garden. Community garden. I bet you they yeah. saw one there, buried their trash, Yep. went home. There's a dump. This is the county <laughs> landfill, basically. <laughs> I always think about, like, these things with, uh, like, petroglyphs and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, man, look at these. And it was just kids. Oh, yeah. Like, they were just Teenagers and drawing stuff. stuff they and we're have all been. worshiping. Yeah. Man, I know. Probably what this was, probably the dump. The only way to see it in Salisbury Steak mm-hmm. Meadows was erect yeah. some rocks. Where, oh, there's a dump over there. Where is a dump? I've had a hard time. Maybe we could all get together and put some stones in the air. Yeah. And then we can see it. I ain't getting lost when I got all my trash. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Miles, staff. miles and miles of open land, and they have to go there to bury. <laughs> exactly. Um, so... We know that the rocks of Stonehenge, they were carried there from like 200 miles away. You know, but again, we don't know exactly why. But now researchers say they believe it was for the special sonic qualities of a particular kind of stone. I like this one. I didn't, yeah. I didn't read anything into it, so tell me about it. Stonehenge might have served as a bell-like instrument. Like it was a big old gong of some sort <laughs> out, in the, out in the uh, mountains, right? Yeah. 
We first heard of this theory when British archaeologists were given permission to whack the hinge, claiming the stones reverberated differently from each other. Permission to whack my hinge. <laughs> May I whack the hinge? And that's not a euphemism. I really want to whack the hinge. Um, um, claiming the wanker. Stone, <laughs> claiming the stones reverberated differently from each other and gave off a subtly different sound. Each of them, right? It's like, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Bing. Just barely different. Um, the sounds that emerged were almost like wooden or metal bells, giving rise to the idea that the stones were used almost like church bells, or perhaps even as a mode of communication over far distances. I like the sound of that. Right. That's what people they would did say too. They miles did. away. I like the sound of that. Ah, someone's banging a hand Man, today. Goldie Wilson. I like the sound of that. <laughs> Um, oh, they're whacking the wind, the hinge today. <laughs> they out there whacking the hinge. Nah. Gosh dang. <laughs> Guess we'll go take our trash over there. Hinge. <laughs> they're whacking the hinge today. Whacking the hinge. Anyways, yeah, details were thin at the time, but a new report from The Atlantic gives us a bit more insight into the surprising theory, which posits that Stonehenge was a prehistoric glockenspiel. Right, these stones were known mm, say as that again. <laughs> prehistoric glockenspiel. Um, these stones were known as lithophones, or rocks that produce notes when struck, and they've been used that way in Wales for a long, 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 long time. In fact, one Welsh village called Mineclachog, 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 Mineclach, translated roughly as stone bells, oh. even used blue stones as church bells until the 1700s, according to a team from the Royal Academy of Arts Landscape and Perception Project. The Neolithic worshippers at Stonehenge may have turned to the Welsh to import their own holy rock music. (laughs) All right? Get it? Rock music? Yeah. So it's not a huge leap to imagine that Stonehenge was a place of sonic worship, though it seems fairly unique to Britain in its own construction and size. So this is really cool. To recreate the acoustic properties of this stone circle as it was originally built around 2500 B.C., Acoustic engineers at the University of Salford in Manchester constructed a 112th scale model they called Mini Henge. Mm. It's Mini Henge. It's small. <laughs> it's like it's like Stonehenge, but it's smaller. Mini Henge. <laughs> mini Henge. It's Mini Henge. Um, thanks to laser scans. Perhaps you enjoy Mini Henge. Yeah? Mini. You like a big Henge or Mini Henge? You okay with that? Huh? <laughs> It's how you it's how you bang the gong. It's not You've how got big a it whack is. the mini inch. Watch me whack it. <laughs> Watch me whack my mini inch. <laughs> Excuse me for a moment. I'll whack my mini inch. I've got permission to whack my my inch. <laughs> mini inch. Mini. Many um, thanks to laser scans of the site conducted by the governmental research group Historical England. There's a lot of groups. I know, dude. <laughs> that do some weird stuff. This guy's name is Cox, and his team yeah. were able to replicate the exact dimensions and precise topography of the monoliths using a computer-aided model in a 3D printer. Gotta have okay. 3D printer. Uh, researchers then tested the model, placing speakers and microphones in and around it. Well, while, yeah. <laughs> while it's working. gonna give off sound if you yeah. have speakers and microphones. <laughs> well, no, they're, yeah. Um, but working at the university's acoustic research... To see how it, like, ricochet. Mm-hmm. Which boasts a specialist acoustic chamber. Um, to, to account for the difference in scale, all sounds were 12 times their normal frequency. So they just, like, changed the frequency. The study found that people who spoke or played music inside the monument 
would have heard clear reverberations against the mass of standing stones. Testing on the model also suggests that the stones increase the volume on interior sound, so it like made it louder. So it's like the Red Rock Theater. It's like Red Rocks, yeah. It's like an amphitheater almost. And That kind of makes some sense. Yeah, and kept exterior sound out. So when you're in there, you couldn't hear stuff on. Man, you couldn't I want to go to a th- yeah. concert in there. So, anyways, that was kind of an interesting. Uh, I like that one. That one deal. makes some sense. Yeah. Uh, anyways, kind of, kind of cool. Yeah. Um. This is this would make some sense too. Yeah. Protect yourself from cybercrime. We have a way to do that. So, um, right now, all of us use the internets on a daily basis, and what you need to do is protect yourself. By going to these weird sites that have amulets and special water and stuff like that. You don't know who's looking and prying. So get yourself Surfshark, which is a virtual private network that can protect you and all your devices from online threats. Yep. You basically are going gray man online. It's not going to trace back to your IP address. So if you want to look at that weird stuff, no one's going to know it's you. Look away. Which is the way to do it. Just looking up mini angels. A mini angel bing. (laughs) No (laughs) lumping, yeah. Um... Don't worry about uh, malware, phishing, obnoxious emails, and unsafe ads mm-hmm. because you're protected. Yeah. So um, the thing I like also about Surfshark is you can use it for entertainment. You can connect to the UK and listen to some sounds from Stonehenge oh, if man. you'd like to on their private Probably a network. Spotify playlist. I'm sure it is. You know? <laughs> I'm sure it is. But yeah, pretty cool that you can use it that way not only to protect yourself. Yeah. You can get <clears throat> Surfshark for 27 months and less than 60 bucks if you go to surfshark.deals, put in casual preppers, and it gives you 83% off. Pretty good deal. That's mm-hmm. $2.21 a month, less than $60 for over two years. You can't beat it. Nope. You can't beat it. How do you get it? Uh, surfshark.deals slash casual preppers. Beautiful. So what about this like Roman temple deal? Yeah, Damn. so this kind of makes some sense because, I mean, the Roman Empire, ex- you know, the expansion, and it yeah. conquered pretty much everywhere they and were everything. a big deal. Yeah. So, a lot of people believe that the Stonehenge was just built by the Romans. Yeah. You know, it kind of makes some sense. Sure. They like to erect rocks. They do. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Colosseum and all that cool yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, the first known excavation of Stonehenge in the center of the monument was undertaken in the 1620s by Duke of Buckingham. Oh. Prompted by the visit, b- prompted by a visit by King James I. Mm-hmm. The, the king... Um, subsequently commissioned the architect Inigo Jones Inigo Montoya to conduct a survey and study uh, of the monument Jones argued that the Stonehenge was built by the Romans okay in 1655 the architect John Webb writing in the name of his former superior Inigo Jones argued the Stonehenge was a Roman temple dedicated to Calus the Latin uh, name for the Greek sky goddess Uranus oh hello yeah and built following the Tuscan order. When describing and drawing up a rendition of Stonehenge in a Rome in a Roman work and temple from Inigo Jones, Stonehenge restored, 1725, Jones was so convinced that Stonehenge was built by Romans because of its geometry and symmetry that he added another central trillith, a stone doorway thing, you know, like the common yeah. like two pillars mm-hmm. and the top part. He added that because he's like, this is definitely what Romans. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, antiquary, uh, is it antiquary? Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Aubrey surveyed Stonehenge in the late 17th century and was the first to record the Ring of Pits, later named after him uh, as Aubrey Holes. He found it. Let's name it. Not Aubrey Pits, but no. Aubrey Holes. Why not? Um, 
His studies of the stone circles in other parts of Britain led him to conclude that they were built by the native inhabitants rather than Romans Mm -hmm. or Danes, as others had proposed. As the Druids were the only prehistoric British priests mentioned in the classical texts, he attributed Stonehenge to the Druids, and that's where that came about. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense because it it seems like it's some sort of a, you know, religious of some sort site. Like, who else would do it? It's got to be the Druids. Exactly. Right? So the fact that, yeah, he found other things that mimicked what other civilizations were doing in Britain, he's like, this isn't the Romans. Right, yeah. And um, so a Druid is a member of a learned class among ancient Celtics. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they acted as priests, teachers, and judges, and the earliest known records of the Druids comes from the 3rd century BCE. Their name may have come from the Celtic word meaning knower of the oak. Tree. That's a good name. Oh, yeah, oak tree. <laughs> well, same, almost right? at it. You were There's close. only one oak. Yeah. <laughs> Very little is known about, uh, about the details of the Druids who kept no records of their own. Mm-hmm. They were secret society. So anyway, um, Aubrey's idea was expanded by the 18th century antiquaries William Stukeley, mm. who surveyed surveyed Stonehenge and was the first to record the avenue and the nearby curses. Yeah, you got this other part in there again. You already did that. I already skipped that part. Yeah. Yep. So this is where it gets good. So anyways, yeah. Okay, Cam. This is where it gets this good. This is the better stuff. It always and I thought there'd here. be a little more of this. Yeah, there's not a lot. There's not a lot. This is the best part. A lot of people, like, you know, a modern take on the Merlin hypothesis that we talked about. Very modern. Yeah, very modern. Proponents of ancient alien theory, also known as the ancient astronaut theory, right? Believe that extraterrestrials with superior knowledge of science and engineering landed on Earth thousands of years ago, sharing their expertise with early civilizations and helping them build architectural wonders such as Stonehenge. It's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Pyramids, yep. mm-hmm. Stonehenge, like, yeah. just they way more in, advanced than... Because we still cannot figure it out. We don't that know. That blows my mind. We have theories uh, uh, very much like the pyramids, but we don't know. Yeah. And there's a lot of different theories. Nobody can um, Glacier. agree. Glacier. Glacier. Um, they also credit alien visitors for the construction of the Egyptian pyramids, Easter Islands, mysterious statues, and a variety of other monuments. The author Eric von Daniken, who is often considered the father of ancient alien theory, has suggested that Stonehenge is a model of our solar system. So it's like they built a replica of the solar system for yeah. some reason, right? Um, it's a long time before any of that came about. I know. A number of other explanations have been offered for aliens' alleged hand in Stonehenge's creation, including that the stone circle served as a landing pad for spaceships. Charging pad. Charging pad, <laughs> yep. Or as an observatory for extraterrestrial activity in the sky. So basically, it was like, it's kind of like crop circles. Like, yeah, this is where navigational. You land. Yeah, you land here, direction. or you use this to navigate to other places, or whatever. That makes sense. Yeah, I'll I can get down with that. Mm-hmm. I like I that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Is that it? Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's it. Dang, I, I thought one. there was more. I know there's really not yeah. much more. I didn't have a lot on this one either, but a lot of people, like I was saying about the um, petroglyphs and stuff like that, that maybe. Maybe the the Stonehenge was just built by bored cavemen. Yeah. You know, really, they were yeah. just like, something to do. Yeah. Chasing dinosaurs gets boring. Does. So they just decide to mm-hmm. erect some weird circular stone thing. I could honestly see that. I could see like, that too. If I imagine maybe you and I living out in the wilderness with like not much to do other than survive. Yeah. We have that Men figured have to out. do physical things to, to like make you feel yeah. like you're not going insane. You just tell our, I could imagine us sitting down with our wives. We're building... Stonehenge. Yeah. What are you boys doing today? Yeah. We're going to go build Stonehenge. And they'd be like, what for? Stonehenge. What else are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we're bored. Go build a 
stone thing or yeah, something. Go go with your friends and build your, your head hedge. Hinge. Stone Eng. Stone Eng. Yeah. Yeah. So um with this this is what where they kind of believe that maybe this was just yeah. a, something built by board uh, cavemen. Yeah. Scientists have discovered what is believed to be one of the world's oldest doodles, oh. an ancient scrawl carved into a rock by cavemen 4,500 years ago. That's an old doodle. <laughs> That's an old doodle. <laughs> doodle been here a while. Huh? Cambridge University experts believe the crudely etched circles are the Neolithic version of modern office workers scribbles on a post-it note. Look, this is what we're building. <laughs> <laughs> your daddy. Put it over there. Storage. Ooga booga. Ooga booga. Ooga booga. Stone age. Ooga booga stone age. Yeah. Uh, the 17th square centimeter chunk of sandstone, sandstone was mm-hmm. discovered by an amateur archaeologist. I'm sure she feels real good about that. Yeah. Susie Sinclair. That's a great name. Yeah. Susie Sinclair. I'm Susie Sinclair. <laughs> That's a really good name. Archaeologist extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> Even rhymes. From the bottom of a deep quarry in over uh, Cambridgeshire during a university fun day. That doesn't even sound like a real place. To- it doesn't. Over. <laughs> yeah. Over where? No, that's what over we call Over Cambridgeshire. Over Cambridgeshire. I'm going to go over to Cambridgeshire. No, it's in over Cambridgeshire. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, they found, it was a fun day and they were just digging stuff up and they yeah. found these things which they believed um, were actually just doodles. So mm. this was in the same, around the same time frame, yeah. you know, uh, with the Neolithic new stone age so they were like maybe they were just really bored and they decided to erect this like fun stone um place yeah so i get that that makes sense yeah so it's nothing super special unfortunately we looked we look are looking way too much into it and it was just yeah Yeah. some big tough thick thad dudes built it (laughs) i know (laughs) but there's another professor um professor terrence mead (laughs) he said Ancient builders wanted to create a play without words mm. with one stone casting a phallic-shaped shadow. Get it? That is Merlin. Merlin. <laughs> Staff. <laughs> um, this would then penetrate an egg-shaped monument Ooh, yeah, before hitting a central female stone that symbolizes fertility. Okay? The professor examined nearly 20 stone circles all across the UK and filmed their changing silhouettes at sunrise on virtually uh, ritually important days. So dude was out making rock porn. Ritually Basically. important days. <laughs> ritually is... important days. He's making rock porn. It's weird. Shadow <laughs> porn. He told the... to build, but I'm like in the mood for oh something cool. Gosh. That shadow. That's an egg. <laughs> Penetrating. <laughs> Felix. Uh, oh, man. He told the Daily Telegraph. <laughs> When you don't have a lot more things to build that's what, pornographic yeah. images mm-hmm. with. My basic discovery is that many stone circles were built at a time of a fertility religion. That stones were positioned... Adam, what's that religion? No, no. Positioned such that at sunrise on auspicious dates of the year, phallic shadows would be cast from a male symbolic stone to a waiting female symbolic stone. So like the shadow gradually mm-hmm. penetrates and fertilizes? Yep. That's pretty cool. Yep. The archaeologists explain on certain days of clear sunrise, the shadow of a phallic hillstone penetrates the great monument during the summer solstice before arriving at the altar stone. Stonehenge could also represent symbolically... (laughs) 
the opening by which Mother Earth gave birth to the plants and animals on which the ancient people so depended. So weird. I know. He wrote in an essay. Can you imagine just like standing there watching yeah. Shadow? <laughs> I'm getting a weird vibe. <laughs> okay. The shadow's growing and something, yeah. something else is growing. Uh, this reminds hey, you boys, me, come here, come here. Remind me of something. What is it? <laughs> it's just like what is such it? weird ways of... Um, he wrote in an essay published in the medical journal. He, he, it could depict, he suggested, the human vulva with the birth canal at its center. Okay. The Less essay, pornographic. The essay was illustrated with sketches of Stonehenge Let and female genitalia. You. Hey, you don't see it? Let me draw Let it for you. Let me draw it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a bit of a mini inch, but at least let me show you. <laughs> I'm just, just the way I draw it. It's a mini inch. This is not how it would look on me. I'm just saying this is this is the size. Just a quick it. drawing. <laughs> it's just a sketch. It's You're a not doodle. an artist. It's a so. doodle. Okay? It's a little doodle. <laughs> I mean, she didn't say it was a little doodle. I'm saying the doodle. <sighs> Forget it. You Anyways, see what I'm saying? It looks like a vagina. <laughs> Just right to it. Just get right to it. Um, some think it might trying be... Trying to be all polite and like reserved, but then you're <laughs> yeah. like, screw it. It's, 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 yeah, it's that. Um, some say it could be a large crystal ball. Okay. More recent studies have revealed that Stonehenge enabled our ancestors to predict celestial events like, like eclipses, solstices, and the equinox, much like a modern-day astronomical yeah. observatory, right? So basically what, what we were saying before, it's like it— Kind you, of a crystal ball. You, yeah, it's more like, like you, predictive. You can predict, like, the seasonal cycle and all that kind of stuff for agriculture. It's like, yeah, the sun yeah. touches the top of these, and then by the time it does that, it's mm -hmm. going to be an eclipse. Exactly, so. And then see how that failing penetrates an egg. <laughs> anyways, my wife— Anyways, while you're watching this— <laughs> Anyways, I got should... my wife pregnant— <laughs> By the way, <laughs> just standing here. Just standing here. That happened. This place is awesome. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. She's yeah. at home the whole time. As I come here, yeah. she gets pregnant. By the way, we're not letting teenagers anywhere near this place. <laughs> okay. It's pretty strong. Yeah. Pretty strong. Pretty weird. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So um, another theory is that it's just a giant party center. For sure. You know, this was just a place yeah. that people would gather, like a celebrate. Chuck e. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it was an ancient, ancient Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> right? Yeah, maybe you could throw some rocks at the larger stones. Yeah, you, know, you could jump tops of stones. Yeah, it's a lot of then fun. Then you get stuff. little stones that come out, <laughs> yeah. and you buy other stuff with it. <laughs> yeah, right. That's awesome. Chip little pieces. Get an off. amulet. Yeah, this sounds amazing for sure. So yeah, at, um, they figured this after excavating prehistoric animal bones, finding. Findings were published theorizing people gathered there for epic sociable feasts. For sure. It's yeah. like, let's all gather the stones. We're going to have fun. Family reunion at our stone house. Bring your Tupperware. Yeah. So that's what it was. And okay. I guess that kind of goes into this next one of yeah. that they had excavated the bones. So in 2013, archaeologists discovered a site near Stonehenge with evidence dating back about 5,000 years before the structure was even built. It contained evidence of burning thousands of flint tool fragments and the bones of wild... Aurochs? Oh, I love them. Aurochs, yeah. <laughs> Can I get them? <laughs> Those are your rocks. Have you had the back strips from an Aurochs? <laughs> These are Aurochs. Right, those are good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. These are Aurochs. <laughs> those are your rocks. These are Aurochs. <laughs> All right. Um, leading, leading David Jock of the Open University to declare, we may have found the cradle of Stonehenge 
the reason why it is here. It's a hunting site. Oh, yeah. Easy. It's like Gun. a hunting blind or something. Yeah. They get erected. Oh, or it's a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> or it's One a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> it could be both. Yeah. Or it's, it's like just a, a pavilion a that a lot of people ate under. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, you eat your KFC out in the pavilion. Yeah. For a family reunion. <laughs> Anyways. That's Our family stone. has a stone age rented this month. I don't get it. Summer you solstice. guys should be off of here. We have it from two to four on the summer solstice. But be careful. I heard you get pregnant. Yeah. That sure is right. <laughs> he got off all rocks. Okay. He's all rocks. That's how they reserved it. Yeah. Like all rocks. All rocks. On November. <laughs> All rocks. These should all have British accents, but I don't know why we're not using them. All rocks. I know. Because I'm not very good at it. Yeah, um, don't do it enough. Anyways, that's Stonehenge. All rocks. That's Stonehenge. 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 Gotta, Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stonehenge. But I hope you guys learned something. <laughs> hope it. So, hope they're it. either... Yeah. yeah. You, you get know? pregnant going there. Yeah. Or giants. I'd like to in. visit one day. I really would. Yeah. I think my wife went when she was young. Or makes sense. Yeah. Maybe she did. How, maybe she what didn't. did she go that matches up nine months from when your daughter was born? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Dang. I okay. don't know. It was, yeah, she was like in high school or something. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, I know. I'd like to vision, vision, vision. Oh, I'd like to vision them. <laughs> I'd like to vision them. <laughs> oh, you take a trip Man, over Too many that. words. Tongues real tired. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading too much Talking tongue to real time Stone range makes my tongue tired <laughs> This podcast gets my tongue real tired um, But today's podcast is brought to you by TacPack yeah. The only tactical subscription box With useful professional grade stuff inside Use our code CASUALPREPPERS And you're going to get a free $70 machine made part from Next Level Armament. That's at TACPAC.com. You put in the code, you get the free stuff, and you get your box for You basically 50 get bucks. free stuff as well. I like, don't know how they do it. Yeah, I don't know how they They have do the it. magic of Merlin or something. I bet you, know? you do have a Merlin They got Merlin's there. staff in their bathroom at the <laughs> TACPAC house. You know? What are we putting in the box? Grab Merlin's staff, <laughs> and it'll just appear. It'll magically appear. That'd be awesome. Um, but anyways, yeah, get some TACPAC. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you want, Cameron? No, that'd be awesome to okay. visit Stonehenge for the podcast. It really would. Do a, <laughs> so a we're live, here. We're here. Live podcast. Yeah, that'd be amazing. At Stonehenge. I really would love to visit these sites just for the pop, podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new word for I it. had a, a late night, okay? Did you? My, like, my son, speaking of dentists, uh-huh. oh, no. he's got to go to the dentist today. Of course. And he just like wouldn't sleep all night. He's yeah. like, I, I can't sleep. I'm like, yeah. they're the worst. Yeah. All of your college savings are going into this. I hope you like good teeth, because that's all we can give you. Yeah. At least they'll be straight. You'll be poor as yep. any man. Find you a good woman. Head to Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah. I'll have grandbabies. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys. That's all we got. Stay mm-hmm. survived. <laughs>